Welcome back to the TSR Hockey Warm-Up Show. Merrimack visiting Bentley tonight in non-conference action. Bentley of Atlantic Hockey. And uh, joining us, Dan Rubin. He is the play-by-play voice of the Bentley Falcons. And, uh, well, Dan, uh, terrific facility here. First opportunity that we have had, John and I have had, to, to visit this facility right here on campus. Uh, so many great things about Bentley being able to play in a place like this. What jumps out to you? Well, just the from everything. I mean, overnight, um, the the whole reputation, the whole uh, outlook, everything changed overnight. You went from a municipal small rink with lack of amenities, lack of facilities, lack of essentially everything um, that that you look for other than ice and a zamboni. And uh, overnight, you, you you woke up and you were here, where you have uh, two thousand seats, uh, hockey development, which which I mean, I can get into that a little more is is, is key, um, and and a lot of stuff for fans, a lot of stuff for alumni, and it's reinvigorated or, or, or surged new life into into a program that, that was really looking for it. Yeah. Uh, at what point, or maybe you're seeing it already, I know the team played uh, three games here at the end of last season after the facility opened, but uh, when do you expect to see results? Maybe in the, in the area of recruiting, in the area of, uh, you know, renewed fan interest in the team, uh, you know, alumni, perhaps support and, and donations and so on. Now, when do you think you'll see those things start to really come to fruition. Well, I look at I look at the fact that my wife, who's a Bentley grad, actually looked at me when we first met and said, "Oh, I was like, yeah, I work for the hockey team." And she looked at me and said, "Wait, we have a hockey team?" And that was <laughs> that was eight nine years ago, and and now she she's been here and, and she looks at the at the arena and says, "Wow, this is great!" Like I'm as an as a proud alum, like she wants to be on campus, she wants to be a part of this. Uh, I think that's a general feeling among the the fans, among the alumni, among the community too in Waltham uh, in the general area. Now that they have a college team on campus, as opposed to the uh, you know having to, to go off campus here to Watertown, uh, the the difference or the major difference in terms of recruiting, or, or we've seen it already. First ever NHL draft pick uh, in program history, the only Atlantic Hockey draft pick, Yakov Novak, um, is uh, is in the roster, is on the roster. Um, hockey development wise, like I was saying, you, you now have uh, everything you want: a hockey dedicated weight room, a lounge, a dry room for changing, a, a you know new enhanced uh, training capabilities with video, with replay, with whiteboards and the like. So I think from a from a off campus standpoint, you it's it's incredible to watch the the interest explode um, from an on ice perspective. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more gradual, but I think you'll you'll see a lot more by way of the type of freshman or the type of incoming recruit and the way that Bentley can then develop their uh, their athletes. Uh, where's the facility ranked now in, uh, among the, the 11 Atlantic hockey programs in their facilities? I mean, is this at the top now? Yes, I, I, have, I have no problem saying that. I think it, just in terms of size, of scope, of, of what Bentley looked to do, it built the right type of program on, camp, uh, on campus with the way that it's built and the way that it's, it's designed for hockey, for you know, multi-purpose, for fan interaction, for just the, the general consensus of it. It, it feels like it's at the top and having been to to all to most of the other buildings I also think you look at some of the older buildings and you see some of the things that they have and you look at some of the newer buildings some of the things that they have and you have an opportunity to build on top of that um, I think anytime you have a new facility it's always going to be the the best and the most state-of-the-art that that exists in the conference give us some of the numbers that uh, what it costs to build how many does it you know what's the seating capacity any other notable numbers um, I think it was 47 million dollars I, I think was the number I, I, I would say short of 50 um, but I would say 2,000 seats. The official capacity, 1917, uh, is the year that the school was founded. So a little play on numbers. So we, I usually just round up and say 2,000. Um, it can expand with standing room. We've seen it expand with standing room. First night here was a 2,200-person sellout. Um, 
and it, it 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 gets loud in here. It's yeah. the it it they it managed to retain a lot of the things that were quaint about the jar with the character and, and the fact that it was loud and you could fit 250 people in there and it could get loud and brought that on campus and said a little bit more low hung on the ceiling um, see if we can get the acoustics going in here they succeeded um, also before I forget it's uh, lead platinum in terms of sustainability with the solar panels and with the way it kind of traps water and there's all types of learning environments in here with the production room with working with me in the broadcast that it's um, the everything that's been put in has been Designed for sustainability and for uh, and for development with the students too. Yeah, I mean another interesting thing, great thing about this place. Obviously, unlike the jar, bowl seating all the way around. You got fans all the way around the ice surface. I mean that makes for a great atmosphere anywhere you go. Yeah, and it's sunken in too, which I know is a big thing. When I went to Dartmouth, I loved it there as opposed to going back. I know that uh, we've both been to been to Boston College and how it kind of rises back and up. It's a good atmosphere when you sell it out, but I love that bowl dug in and the, when it gets dug into the uh, into the ground like that. You're kind of hovering over the the rink, and everybody, if you're walking around on the concourse, you still feel like you're kind of in the action. Before I ask you about this Bentley team, uh, Hockey East and Atlantic Hockey, both have 11 teams. Uh, Hockey East decided to change their playoff structure. They're only going to go to top eight now. The bottom three uh, will not make the playoffs. Atlantic Hockey has had all, all 11 make it, and Hockey East did as well until this year. What's your thoughts on that, you know, coming from Atlantic Hockey, where all 11 will make the playoffs? Which way is better? Um, you know, I think it's unique for each conference, and I think Hockey East, it's the right move. Uh, I think Hockey East probably should have never gone to, to everybody making it because the league's so competitive and the league's talent level is, is so developed that I think getting to that level um, is the goal or what you should want to have. I think from, from an Atlantic Hockey perspective, I don't think that the teams are at the point where you could say, like, we're going to take three of you and, and knock you out or to start the, to start the postseason, to make the regular season in that way. Um, I think that eventually the goal, if I were in a perfect world designing everything, would be to get to that point, and I think everybody should probably want to get to that point, but for now, um, this is the right format for Atlantic Hockey with the, with the way all 11 teams make it and five teams get the bye. Well, tell us about this Bentley team. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned first NHL draft pick. Uh, Tanner Jay goes back. He's one of the captains, leading scorer among, uh, you know, the returning players. But, uh, you know, th- these two teams played what was a close game much of the way up in North Andover last year, Merrimack winning that game. This game's down here in Bentley, uh, you know, home opener for Bentley and all of that. Uh, first of all, who should we be looking for in Bentley? Some of the guys that we should keep an eye on, and how do you see this game turning out? Um, I think Tanner is a, a, a good example. Luke Santerno, another name that uh, he had 30 points last year. Drew Callen, uh, big body, top line center type player. Um, I think those are guys who can who can shoulder the bulk of the load, uh, at least while the younger guys get developed. And I think from a younger perspective, talk about Novak, who was an NHL draft pick. I think he's going to have to get his legs under him a little bit collegiately. Um, maybe that's more of a ceiling draft pick than it is where he's going to be to start. Um, but I still think he could make an immediate impact if he get if he makes the adjustment quickly. Uh, Will Schlagenhoff, another guy who's a fresh. He's going, to have, he's going to be able to skate like the wind. And there's a couple of transfers that I think are going to be really interesting to just see on the ice. Uh, Drew Best, um, I didn't check the lineup chart, so I don't know if he's in yet, but he's a transfer from Vermont. And Sam Capula, whose brother Jake is on the team, uh, transferred from St. Lawrence. And Jake Capula seems to be a guy, too, who always seems to score that goal when like you're looking you're like, boy, we could use one right here. And there it is. Yeah, nice. All right, thanks a lot, Dan. We certainly appreciate it. John, question here. 
No, actually, Dan, it's always great seeing you. Thanks for giving us the, the tour of Bentley here, so to speak, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Guys, uh, always a pleasure. Always have a fondness for uh, for Merrimack and Merrimack hockey. All right, that's Dan Rubin. He is the play-by-play voice of Bentley. We will be back with more right after this, and John will have his interview with the head coach of the Warriors, Scott Bork, right here on the Merrimack Hockey pregame show, sponsored by TSR Hockey. This is Warrior Hockey. Wow.